You're listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. A letter to Simon Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, a.k.a. The Rock. Okay, Peter, before I say anything else, I have to let you know that it's going to be hard for me to address you directly as The Rock, because today in the year 2017, the person most commonly referred to as The Rock is this giant, muscly, gorgeous wrestler, (laughs) Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So calling you The Rock just seems kind of weird. I mean, maybe, maybe you were also a perfectly ripped specimen of God's handiwork. Maybe. But if so, I, I think your perfection stopped there. Which is actually what I wanted to write you about. Your, your pretty glaring imperfections. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. But of all the people Jesus could have picked to be the rock on which he built his church, he picked you? Couldn't Jesus have found a, a prettier, shinier rock to be the foundation of God's one holy and apostolic church? I mean, why didn't he pick John, the one who laid his head on Jesus' breast. After all, John followed Jesus to the foot of the cross while you, Peter, were, you were denying that you even knew who he was. But maybe that was the whole point. Maybe Jesus gave you the keys to the kingdom because only a total screw-up could show us what those keys are actually for. Maybe the church had to be built on a guy like you, because only someone who has been loved in spite of his brokenness knows that the gates of heaven are open to everyone, even the screw-ups. Like, now that I think about it, I'm so grateful that Jesus chose you because I identify with so many of your blunders, and there are a lot of them. Like, there was that time you saw Jesus walking on the water, which had to have been, like, freaking amazing. I would have loved to have seen that. But you didn't sit in awe. No, you said, hey, Jesus, if that's really you, make me walk on water. I want to look cool, too. And then Jesus gave you what you were asking for, and you couldn't handle it. But I get it. I mean, my ambition to look cool has gotten me into lots of trouble. I've placed my faith in what others think about me in seeming special or being the teacher's pet. But like you, Peter, every time I've done this, I eventually fall flat on my face and have to be humbled that I'm just like everybody else. But anyway, back to your mistakes, Peter. (laughs) Remember that weird day on the mountain where Jesus started glowing with bright light, and Moses and Elijah appeared, and then you suggested building tiny houses for all of them. That was weird. Or the time Jesus went to wash your feet, and you refused, and then when Jesus insisted, you suddenly went a little bit too far. 
and said, Lord, not just my feet, but my hands and my head also. Peter, why was it that you had this knack for having the wrong answer in almost every situation? Was it, was it maybe because you were so desperate to look like you had the right answer? I mean, I feel like I can say this because I see a lot of myself in you. In my own desperation to look like I have the answers, I've overpromised what I cannot promise, exaggerated what I'm capable of, and gotten so many things wrong just because I wanted to seem right. In fact, perhaps you've heard Peter, but right now we're dealing with some pretty massive problems down here on earth. Problems that I don't have answers for. And so I really need your example right now. I need to hear that those of us like me who don't have all the answers when it comes to things like dismantling white supremacy and white privilege or a government that erodes protections for the vulnerable while protecting the rich, I need to hear that those of us without all the answers still have value in the kingdom of God. And that perhaps God gave the keys of the kingdom to someone without all the answers so that you would be forced to let other people in, other people to listen to and learn from. Because when we realize that we don't have all the answers, the only truly faithful response is to shut up and start listening. Which is what I hear God asking of me right now. To shut up and listen. To open my heart and to listen to those who haven't had the privilege of speaking as much as I have. To listen to those who have experienced systemic injustice much more than I have. Because my suffering, which is real but my suffering as a white gay man in America has gotten a lot of attention in recent years. Millions of people around the world have stopped to listen to people like me. And while, and while many of the lives of white gay men in the U.S. have gotten better, other people's lives, like trans lives, women's lives, black lives, immigrant lives, have not gotten better. And I don't know what that's like. I don't know what that's like. And so the only thing that I can come up right, with right now is to listen. Because if God gave the keys of the kingdom to someone without all the answers, then she must have done so, so that you, Peter, would unlock the gates and let in all kinds of folks with different gifts and different experiences. But somewhere along the line, the, the church started to think that you were given the keys to the kingdom in order to determine who's in and who's out. You know that part where Jesus says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind, bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will, will be loosed in heaven. We took that to mean that the church has the power to send people to hell. But that idea, that idea is Totally nuts if we consider that Jesus gave those keys to you. 
Because God gave those keys to an imperfect disciple so that you would use them to free others and then to pass them on. To pass them on so that even today, Peter, with those keys, we go about binding. I mean, we do our best anyhow. In the waters of baptism, the promises of God are bound to us. In the proclamation of the word of the gospel, the gospel enters our ears and is bound to us. In the bread and the cup, the kingdom of God is bound to us. What we bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and what we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So even today, we go about loosing. It's known as absolution. Sins are loosed, our sins forgiven, our shame washed away, our conscience unbound. These things are the gates of heaven unlocked in the earthiest of elements. Water, bread, wine, and words. So, if this is what a church built on you, Peter, the imperfect disciple is all about, then I'm grateful that God gave you the keys because none of us have all the answers. And if none of us have all the answers, then each of us desperately needs everybody else. For the body of Christ to really be the body of Christ, all of us have to be there. As your friend Paul said, For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. And so I give thanks that God in her infinite wisdom saw fit to build Christ's church on a rock that wasn't smooth and shiny. That God saw fit to give the keys to someone who fell flat on his face over and over again. Because a church that, is, that isn't built upon just me and my ideas, but upon everyone, that is a church I can put my trust in. A church built upon screw-ups is a church I can believe truly comes from God. Therefore, I thank you, Peter, for being that first screw-up. I thank you for falling in the water and falling asleep in the garden and for all your wrong answers. Because all your screw-ups have made it possible for me to be standing in the pulpit of the most glorious assembly of screw-ups and misfits that I have ever seen. And it is heaven. Because you, you teach me to listen. And you teach me that others have answers that I don't have. This church shows me that the true body of Christ is always expanding. That God is making all things new and that your freedom is my freedom. And so for all these gifts and for those gifts I am not even aware I thank you, Simon Peter, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the whole world. Amen.